Today we're going to talk about Tainus Esther. So uh, where does Tainus Esther come from? Here's where it doesn't seem to come from. It does not seem to come from Tanakh. It does not seem to come from Mishnah. And it does not seem to come from Gemara. There's no explicit reference to Tainus Esther in any of those sources. However, in Gaonim and Rishonim, it is explicitly mentioned. And obviously in Shulchan Aruch, it is explicitly mentioned. So what is the source of Tainus Esther? Where does it come from? The Rambam in the fifth parak of Hilchus Tainus and the Sefer Arzura Gadol Hilchus Megillus in Mishin Samach Zayin in the name of the Sefer Mekitzos of Rabbeinu Chananel says that it does come from Tanakh. It's based on the phrase Divrei Hatzomos Vezaakasam. That is a reference to Tainus Esther. However, most of the other Rishonim do not assume that way, and a group of Rishonim, Rabbeinu Tam, and perhaps Rashi, but Rabbeinu Tam explicitly says that Tainus Esther really first appears on Daf Beis Omed Aleph in Meseches Megillah because the first Mishnah Megillah teaches us that there are five possible days that one could theoretically lay in the Megillah Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalet, Tesvav, Adar and we know that the initial Takana of Purim is Yud Dalet and Tesvav depending on uh, non-walled city and walled city and we say Ki Yamim so Ki Yamim teaches that there are two additional days there are two other days so the Gemara says those two other days are Yud Aleph and Yud Beis so how do I know you can read Megillah and Yud Gimel? So the Gemara says, oh, that's obvious. Because it's uh, Yud Gimel is Yom Kila Lakol. It's a time where everyone gathers together. So obviously you're allowed to read the Megillah. What does it mean everyone gathers together? Says Rabbi Natan, it means it's a day of fasting. That since the 13th day of Adar was a day of fasting uh, in preparation for the Melchama to be able to uh, to daven Takarish Baruch that we should have a Yeshua, that's what makes it Yom Kila Lakol. And says Rabbi Natan, and that's the source of having a Tainus Esther on Yud Gimel Adar because we are commemorating the fast that the Jewish people had and the tefillos that the Jewish people had before they defended themselves against their enemies and before they experienced the Yeshua Hashem. So that's the idea of Tainus Esther. Rashi says that Yom Kil Lakol means that it's a Zman Milchama, but the way the Achronim understand it is that it's a Zman Milchama and therefore it was the day of fasting. Because it was a time of Melchama, they fasted for the sake of that Melchama, so that they should be successful in that Melchama. Which would also tell us that on Yid Gimel Adar there was fasting. Rashi makes no explicit mention of this being a source for Tainus Esther, but it could very well be because of the Melchama, as the Mishabur points out, because of the Melchama there was fasting, and that's the source of Tainus Esther. So that's the suggestion that it comes from Megillah, Daf, Bezam, and Aleph, that this was uh, part of the, the uh, way to reenact what happened on Purim, or to celebrate what happened on Purim, is to show that we daven first, and then we celebrate the salvation. The Ran, Meseches Tainus, Dav Zayin, Amaral, says Tainus Esther is only a minhag. It is uh, less than a, than a chiyuv. Now, the other major question of Tainus Esther is not just where it comes from, but how is it even muttered a fast on Tainus Esther? There is something called Megillus Tainus, which is a whole list of days that were particularly uh, good days and days worthy of celebration that we used to have these minor holidays on. And the halacha is, the Gemara tells us, that in these days that you're not allowed to do hesped and you're not allowed to fast because there are celebration days, not only are you not allowed to do those things on these days themselves, but the day before and the day after, you're also not allowed to fast and you're also not allowed to give hespedim. So the question begs itself, yes, but the Megillus Tainus. We no longer observe all those Megillus Tainus days, but we kept Hanukkah and Purim. 
Purim is still in Megillah's Tainus day that we keep, the rest of them were, were Mavatel. But Purim is still in Megillah's Tainus day, so if Purim is in Megillah's Tainus day, that would mean you're not allowed to fast or say a hespit on Purim, or the day before, or the day after, because Megillah's Tainus limits you from Hespit to Tainus the day before or the day after. So how do we fast on the day before Purim? It should be usher to fast on the day before Purim. The tour in Simon Tafresh Pevav offers two approaches from Rishonim. One is, he says, Lo adif mishar Meaning, all the other Megillah Sinus days we just cancelled. So you got to imagine that if we're going to cancel the other Megillah Sinus days, other than Hanukkah and Purim, the days themselves, the actual celebratory days themselves, then of course we can cancel the day before and after Hanukkah and Purim. That's not even the day itself. So, uh, so we no longer have to observe the rest of the days. We're not going to observe the day before and after Hanukkah and Purim. Then the Torah suggests that no, the Megillah Sinus is not going to limit us from fasting on, on the day before Purim because the purpose of the fast the day before Purim is that it's a Zman Kihila Lakal in the Yemei Mordechai Vaster. That's the day that we gather to fast. Meaning, the Kuntras Hanukkah Megillah explains, it's part of the celebration. You're not allowed to fast the day before Purim when that's going to be an Ace Tsar, when the fast is because of Tsar, when the fast is because of something negative. The fast of Tainus Esther is a joyous fast. We are celebrating on Tainus Esther that when we daven, Hashem listens. And that sometimes we call out HaKadosh Baruch Hu and He gives us a Yeshua. So we reenact that. How do we reenact it? We daven and we fast on the day before Purim and then we celebrate the Yeshua on Purim. That's the most appropriate fast to do, even on the Megillah's Tainus. That's how the Kuntras Hanukkah Megillah explains the second answer of the Torah. But because Megillah's Tainus doesn't appear in Tanakh and is not explicit in Mishnah or Gemara, it is relatively a less severe fast than other fasts. When a woman is pregnant or nursing, the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah writes explicitly in Tafresh Pevav, she has no obligation whatsoever to fast in Tainus Esther. The Divrei Chaim in the Chuvan or Chaim Simrech Sadi says that does not mean that people should just forget that there's such a thing called Tainus Esther. He says you do find people taking undue liberties with Tainus Esther. It's, ah, it's, it's only a small one, no big deal. No, women have to fast, men have to fast. It doesn't mean that there's no such thing as Tainus Esther. There is. The Ramah says that a pregnant or nursing woman doesn't, a pregnant or nursing woman doesn't have to fast. Mishra Brura quotes in Sivkan Dalek, quotes from Yeshua's Yaakov, that even if a pregnant woman says, I feel great, I'm fine, I can fast, I have no problem with it. Or a nursing woman says, I feel great, I'm fine, still they shouldn't fast. And a tiny says a pregnant nursing woman doesn't fast at all. He quotes the Yerabah, that's machmir for a pregnant woman. That if a pregnant woman says she feels great, then she should fast, the Yerabah says. But most folks might think, assume like what the Mishmur quotes from the Yeshua's Yaakov, that a pregnant woman, even if she feels great, does not fast in Tainus Esther, nor does a nursing woman. Even the Yerabah's machmir for a pregnant woman is makel for, your, for a Yoledes within 30 days of birth. That if it's within 30 days of childbirth, then she should for sure, for sure, for sure, according to everybody, not fast on Tainus Esther. What about a chola? So the Ramah says you don't even have to be a chola. That's a chola shem basakana. Even koeve naim, a person's eyes hurt. Exactly what that is. That his eyes are bothering him enough that he feels like if he eats, he'll feel better. But it's not stopping him from functioning normally. That meaning, if it was stopping you from functioning normally, then in your Chalashem Basakan, you wouldn't have to fast any fast day except Yom Kippur. But a uh, person is, uh, is Kohei Venayim, so uh, that, even that would be enough reason to break a fast. What if a person is a Chasim, he gets married within the week before Purim? 
worries about bris. I'm going to be attending two chasanas in the same week of Purim. So there are going to be chasanim and shavarachs that are going to ask me the shayla as soon as they think of it. They just haven't thought of it yet. The uh, the Sharetzian, the Sivkat and Tezayin, says that, it, that it's mutter for him to eat and the and he's mitzarif together with that the shita sagra that says that a chasan is always allowed to eat and a balbris is always allowed to eat on a fast day so between that and the fact that tiny sester is so kal he says that it's no problem the shari tshuva and sivkanal of course from birke yosef that a chasan biyom chupaso also the day of his wedding if he's getting married on purim and certainly a balbris the ramah is only explicitly makel though on a nidcha and a tiny sester that's nidcha anyway that's where the ramah is explicitly makel with a uh, with a chasen and a balbris, but it could be say the achron the sharetzim explains that the ramah is only makel explicitly when it's nidcha because he's even makel for the other attendees for the people who, who attend the bris, but for the bali bris themselves it doesn't have to be a nidcha it's mutter anyway. However, the Chuvas Marsham, Chuvas Marsham is only makel by a nidcha because he says we can't be makel more than what is explicit in the Ramah. And they say that Rav Meisha, Rav Meisha is quoted in one of these, uh, you know, Svarim that quote the Pesachim of Rav Meisha in the Shmaitzah de Moshe, Shmuel's Moshe, Simon Tafresh, Pevav, Sifkan Aleph, to be machmir on this issue as well. When a person is eating on Tainus Esther, should they eat Pachos Mikashir or can they just have normal meals? So the Mechaber in Tavkov Nandalat Sivvav says that whenever it's a regular fast, non Yom Kippur fast, regular fast, Bimakum Choli Lo the Rabbanan simply were not Gozer for a Chola at all, which means that you don't have to treat it like a fast day. You can eat a regular meal. But maybe that's only for someone who's a chola. What about someone who's healthy that's allowed to eat? For example, a balbris, someone who's a sandig had a bris or a son had a bris mila on, uh, on Tainus Esther. So what about uh, such a person? So would you say that, uh, that, that he eats pachos mikashir? So the Avnei Nezer um, in Archaim Simtavkov Mem says you can even eat breakfast. It's perfectly uh, fine. That you don't have to wait at all. You don't have to eat pachos mikashir, none of that. Um, the uh, the Chayyadim Sim Kuflam and Gimel Klal Kuflam and Gimel Sivvav says that on regular fast days a person shouldn't be misaneg atzmo bebasar v'yayin rakafi mashat sarich. He shouldn't have too much meat and wine. Just have I meaning even though you're gonna have a regular meal, you're not gonna have pachs mikshir. But still, it doesn't mean you should go overboard. It doesn't mean that that's the day you should have a big steak dinner or something like that. Well, dinner would be fine because it's not the fast anymore. But you know, the uh, they should have uh, they should have have a big steak meal in uh, the chuva, in in the sefer kovitz halachas Shmuel Kamenetsky's piske halacha in Ha'aravav, in the chapter on Tainus Esther. He suggests that that means eat normally. Don't eat any less than normally. Just eat normally, not not anything lavish, not anything over the top. That's all it means. What about taking a shower uh, and music and things like that? So in general, on fast days, we paskin that it's mutter. However, there is a bir alach and tafkuf nun alif, who suggests that maybe on other fast days we should be machmir about taking a shower. However, the marsham in Das Torah, Sif Beis over there, points out that this chumrah is based on a printing error in the El Yerabah. He said it's, it's clearly a printer's error and that there's no need to be machmir whatsoever. So there are some poskim that will want to be machmir on a regular fast day, not to take a shower and treat it like the nine days. But the, uh, the, the, even those poskim that are machmir normally 
would probably say on Tainas Esther that there's no room to be machmir. Meaning, even if someone wants to take this upon himself as a chumrah, on Tainas Esther, it's again a celebratory fast day. The nature of the day is completely different. It's a day of celebration. We're celebrating the power of tefillah. We're not mourning anything. And uh, therefore, there's no issue of taking a, taking a shower. Now, just some general fasting issues. Um, a lot of times people like to wake up early to have breakfast before the fast. Well, a couple of things a person should realize before you go to sleep, you have to already make that decision that you're going to be waking up early. If you went to sleep thinking that you're starting the fast right now, then you're not allowed to, even if you do accidentally wake up early, you're not allowed to eat. So a person should have in mind before he goes to sleep, if not at least, if not verbally say it, at least have in mind before he goes to sleep that he plans on waking up early. If he wakes up early, Mishabura says, you can't eat within a half hour of alos if you're having a real meal. If it's just a coffee and a small piece of cake, pachs mikabets or something like that, so then you could have uh, you could have before you could have with, even within a half hour of alos. But generally speaking, Shmuel writes this in Simon Peites that generally speaking, before tefillah, within a half hour of uh, of, of, of alos hashachar, so a person is not allowed to have a significant meal. Um, just like you're not allowed to eat within a half hour of mincha. I saw in uh, the Sefer Kovetz Halachos, the author says that he asked for Shmuel Kamenetsky, why should that be the case? Meaning the whole concern of eating within a half hour of something is that we're afraid Shemi Yemashech, that your suda is going to go on and you're going to end up having this massive suda. He says, you know, the Gemara Pesachim has a svara that when a person is handling chametz because he's trying to destroy it, the chametz that he found, who atzmo a guy who's, who's actually actively involved in trying to destroy it, do you think he might, you know, come to eat it? And he's going to say, oh, this looks delicious. No, he's actually trying to destroy it right now. So yeah, shouldn't we say the same story over here? What's the whole reason you woke up at 4 a.m. to have breakfast is because you're trying to fast. So we're really going to be concerned that Shemi Yemashek will sudaso and that you're going to come to eat a whole suda? I thought it was an interesting kasher of Shmuel Kamenetsky says, cute, but uh, I don't buy it. You still can't eat within a half hour of the, of the fast. In Halicha Shlomo, in Tefillah Perak Beis, Din Gimel, he, uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman apparently held that women are allowed to eat within a half hour of Lashach, even though they're having a full meal. Because their Chiyuv Tefillah is not the same Chiyuv Tefillah that men have. Unclear why that should be the case, though. Because women do have a Chiyuv, uh, chiyuv Tefillah. Just uh, to mention, I think we have a separate time in Allah share on this, brushing teeth and mouthwash, Shulchanach Pasanzim, Tavkuf Samachlain, Sif Gimel, that one should not rinse their mouth out on a tiny seaboard because they might swallow some of the water unless they're mitzayr, they're, they're very mitzayr, then they have to make sure that their head is totally down and that none of the water comes into their, to, comes, goes down their throat at all. Um, so what about brushing teeth and mouthwash? Would you say the same thing? So Rav Shach said, no, that's water. Water's edible. Water's a food. Water a drink, so that's why there's a concern. But mouthwash, no one wants to drink mouthwash. Mouthwash is meant to be spit out. Toothpaste, ugh, you just want to spit it out. So that's not an issue at all. However, many other uh, contemporary poskim are machmir about that issue. And they say that if you're not allowed to rinse with water, kavachom is something that actually has a pleasant taste. Like uh, mouthwash or toothpaste or Shmuel Kamenetsky's machmir on that issue. If I'm not mistaken, I'm definitely Rav Belsky's Akronel of Racha is machmir on that issue. Just like Rav Belsky's machmir on kashros of mouthwash and toothpaste and, uh, and the like. Um, one last point, the Mishavur and Sifkat and Gimel writes that uh, when it comes to learning on Tainus Esther, that, uh, that, that we're mevatel, he says... 
that uh, the Mariel wouldn't say his halacha shir in Taina Sestu because people were too busy uh, trying to prepare for Sudas Purim. Um, and he says, but that's only Lelich the Yeshiva. It doesn't mean not to learn at all. You should still have a Seder Limud, but uh, you, know, you shouldn't feel bad if it takes away a little bit from afternoon Seder on Tainus Asu because you have to prepare for Purim. That's, uh, that's the, way, the way it's supposed to work. Okay.